Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Music Survival Guide. I'm Joe Sage from Nevis Audio and on today's episode myself and Phil are going to be running through some social media faux pas that we see bands making all the time. I'd love it if you could subscribe to this podcast in all the usual places and show us some love in the reviews. As mentioned at the end of the episode, if you search for The Music Survival Guide on Facebook, we have a Facebook page that we'd love you to head to and get involved with. So, with the introductions out of the way, here comes the show. So Joe, how are you? I'm doing very well, thank you, mate. How are you? I am really awful. I'm, <laughs> I'm very ill at the moment, uh, but I've got, got my Lucas aid, so I'll survive. I'll be all right. You're powering through. Always. Always, always. Cool. So what are we going to talk about today? So this week we are going to talk about social media profiles and um, bands and artists' social media profiles. I phrased that really awkwardly. Um, We, between us, have looked at hundreds, if not thousands, of social media profiles for bands. And there are some things that we have noticed again and again that bands do right and bands do wrong. We've got five things that we're going to share with you that should help you uh, get your uh, Facebook and profile and other profiles sorted out. Yeah, totally. I couldn't agree more. I think there's there's loads of things that I think bands don't even realise they haven't done or haven't set up properly. So I think going through a few foundational things will be really beneficial for some bands. So if we start with point one of five, which is easily findable music. So I'm talking links to uh, your music on, uh, say, Facebook, uh, you're having an active YouTube page, having maybe a Bandcamp page that works, all these things. So it's really important when someone goes on your Facebook profile or maybe your Twitter profile that within a few clicks they can get access to your music. You could even extend that further, and I'd say if you can't get to their music within two clicks, I think people yeah. will click off pretty quickly. That's that's a challenge just too. Yeah, I, I mean, what... Is it? Because no, okay. No, so right. say we've say we've set up a band. Where do you put the links to the music? I would put them in two places. I would put a link in the about section. So it would say we're using Facebook. Um, I would put a link in the about section, um, and there's plenty of opportunities to put links. Both there's sort of the area where you put your website links, but then there's also the area where you put an about section. You could put in a link in there. Um, but the second slash third um, would be on the uh, actual Facebook profile. So on the uh, various posts you do. So if you have, say, released an EP, I don't know, six months ago, make sure it's tagged uh, at the top so that everyone can see it. And it's the first thing they will see, maybe a music video or whatever it may be. I believe the youth call it pinned. Oh, that's <laughs> revealing. Showing our ages. Revealing here. how much I know. Hey, ho. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's really it's really important to highlight the about section. I I can speak for myself and a lot of other people I know who are involved in the industry when they want to look at a band, the first thing they'll head to is their about section. Yep. So I think if you've got an empty about section, there's nothing worse. Oh, yeah. I think you've um yeah, it, it it goes with that principle of if you put a Spotify link in your about section, you're you're two clicks away at that point. Yeah which is really, really, really useful. I, I get the whole point of having a timeline is to like promote, promote your gigs. But I just, that there's been countless times when someone said to me, oh, hey, Joe, yeah, you should check out this band. They'd be really cool um, to work with. I think they're interested in working with you. Go on their Facebook page. And it's just a ream and ream and ream of just, quite frankly, gigs that have... Yeah already happened and at this point are irrelevant and it can be so hard to find their music 
and you're just like, I just want to hear how you sound. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Surely, if there's one thing your page is there to promote, it is your own music. Yeah, and I think it's that it's that thing of if you know, I'm I'm someone who might be committed to finding your music, and I might spend one or two minutes. But if you're attracting the attention of the right people, you know, whether that be label or management, they're going to want to see that within yeah. two clicks because they might that might be you know the the hundredth or the you know the five hundredth band that they've tried to look at that day. So if they can't find you nearest them immediately, a bit stuck. They'll they'll yeah. move on. There will be others. And I can give a practical example of this actually. Just uh, a couple of days ago. I was looking at a band's Facebook page and I couldn't immediately find a link, but I heard people were talking about this band, so I wanted to see what they were like. And I thought, well, I can just go to Spotify and type their name in. I went to Spotify, I typed their name in, and for whatever reason, Spotify wasn't really working properly that day. So I couldn't actually find them at all. Literally, the I knew they were on Spotify, but I could just could not find them. So I had to scroll down and down and down on this Facebook page until I found a link to the Spotify playlist. It took me ages. Yeah, I think I think another thing I really want to highlight is as a person who doesn't use Spotify and I use Ooh. Apple Music, I know the vast majority of people use Spotify, but there is a there's a big enough percentage for people of people using yeah. Apple Music for you to put a link on to an Apple Music thing. It's insane how many bands don't have links to yeah. their music via Apple Music. What what about Deezer? <laughs> I mean, I used to love Deezer. Well, I mean, like, so I think if you look at if you look at a company called Ditto, who you know work in music distribution, they put out their stats. They put out their stats, I think, this month, and they said you're more you're going to make more money per stream from Apple Music than Spotify. It goes Apple really? Music than Spotify in terms That's of the amount of money you'd actually make. So it seems really daft to be leaving that. Is that just completely aside? Is that just because they pay more? Is um, I, I honestly don't know the whole... Or is it more plays? I don't know how the algorithms, algorithms work. And I know they're changing Fair. pretty much constantly. That's the one issue with Spotify is you never know where you're at. The one thing I will say is yes. when I've, you know, told bands off about having not having an Apple Music link is they say, oh, well, you can't get one if you haven't got Apple Music, which I get is an absolute pain. So you need to find someone and you will know someone heaven forbid i'm going to be inundated with emails now you can email me and i'll, <laughs> and I'll, and I'll find your song on apple music for you and send you the link to it don't email me i don't have a link yeah i can't provide you with no link i might quickly rescind that offer very very quickly um see what happens absolutely yeah finding your music really easily is absolutely number one if you haven't got that on your profiles on everywhere you're you're stuck before you start 100% I think it's really easy to look past really easy to look past the music which sounds like a very bizarre thing but when it comes to social media I think people go oh well you know you've got to have a cool looking cover photo of with stage lights and you've got to have the you know all your tagging sorted properly and you need to have all your promo for your gigs and then it seems really daft that you have to go yeah but where's where's the music <laughs> And it, there's so many bands who do, and you know, you can reach out to them and just go, "Hey, like I came across your stuff. So many people recommended you. Do you have any music out?" Yeah, and they go, "Oh, yeah, yeah, we have a, we've we've had a three singles out in the last three months." Where but was that? As far <laughs> as their Facebook is concerned, they don't show any signs of yep. it whatsoever. 
I've had to ask bands for music before, so I could hear what they sound like, which is never a good time. Yeah. So another thing I think it'd be really interesting to cover is having proper and working links. And I'm going to put a real emphasis on the word working because I've seen so many times where you'll get, uh, you know, it would be a link to an old band or this website doesn't exist anymore. Or even the dreaded, this website's insecure. (laughs) I've had those. Um, And when I say insecure, I mean not secure. It hasn't got problems with its emotions. That's about (laughs) You might get a virus by going on there. That's the phrase I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, it would be like a Spotify link and it would, this this artist doesn't exist or it's been taken down. I, I just think, you know, at this point, pause the podcast, go on your about section of your band and check all the links work. It really doesn't take that that long to do. Absolutely. Absolutely essential. There's nothing worse for someone to discover you for the first time and go, I want to discover their music. I want to find out about them. Go to the, I don't know, the about section. We're talking about Facebook at the moment, apparently. Go to the about section, um, click on the website link for the for your band's website, and you find that it goes nowhere. They might lose interest at that point. They probably will. And before you know it, you've lost a potential fan. Well, it, it goes even further beyond fan. It could be Indeed. a promoter. It could be it could be a producer. I mean, I, I don't know about your workflow, but when I get when I get referrals from a band that I'm working with and they say, hey, you should check out so-and-so, and I go and check them out, and if they haven't got a working, uh, if they haven't got working links on their Facebook, my first initial thought, rightly or wrongly, is what are they going to be like to work with if they can't even get their links working yes. on Facebook? It it screams, I don't take this seriously. Yeah, unfortunately, one hundred percent. I wish, I wish, you know, I wish I could say say something nicer than that, but it just says I don't take my music seriously. Yeah, it, it's something that ultimately takes two minutes to sort. If it doesn't work, delete it. it it's not. Yeah, it's not difficult. I would almost rather there were there were not not many links to things than lots of links, but half of them are broken. I think also as well, the biggest bugbear for me is a working email address. Ah, oh, the amount of times <laughs> where you write an email and it goes, this this email does no longer work, or this this email's bounced, or something as frustrating as that. Interesting. That's only happened to me a few times. Yeah. Well, all that has to happen is once, and it's the most frustrating true. feeling in the world. Very, very true. Or never mind a bounced email. Make sure it's a current email that you check. Yes. Like don't don't put like you know, dip <laughs> one two three, and it's the one you used. That sounds your like ASOS that. order eight years ago. That's an amazing email address. I feel really bad because I actually know the person with the email address. <gasps> that, that's a real but, person. Uh, you can't you can't put that on the podcast. Poor person. Well, no, I've omitted part of the email address, so it's fine. Okay. But there might be someone in the world with dip on D3. What if what if there is a person with the email dip on D3? And then they're going to hate us. Email them. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a risk I'm willing to take if they've got the email dip. I might, I might send them an email. Ask if they're in a band and they've got a working link. Do you know what? I think the person who that actually does belong to is in a band. <gasps> Amazing. Um, I'm going to have to email them now. But they do. Um, but the band isn't called. <laughs> So uh, they're in a wedding band, oh, I think. Oh, okay, function band. That's that's getting well besides the point. I feel like we've we've slipped, slipped from our original point. Yeah. But yes, proper and working links is absolutely essential. Um, your page will suck without them, frankly. On Instagram, 
find getting proper working links can be really hard because you only have one link that you can use and that what that is is absolutely essential and i see bands using all sorts of links but one um that i use actually is a website called linktree so it's linktr.ee is the website which is a bit awkward and you can create a free page and it's so you put one link on your instagram page and then it links to a very actually quite a bland looking page and you can put on as many links there as you want so it's it's just that it's just that simple kind of multiplication where you get one link but you get all the things that you want to direct people to see that's news to me i need to do that you should totally use it yeah there is there is a paid version where you can get a bit more kind of design into it but mm. it's just a page link to the website I don't need design I do, I do music bits i don't do the visuals well <laughs> So another thing that we've uh, seen on bands pages is you need regular and consistent social media output. Cannot emphasize this one enough. If you go on a band's page and you have you see no posts since I don't know 6 months ago, are they still active? Are they around? Is, does this band even exist? Who knows? And you know there's there's often really quite good reasons like bands might they might genuinely go on a break sometimes they do um but they might be writing or they might be you know doing something else like that and without any sort of social media output it just looks like the band doesn't really exist anymore yeah i think there should be a huge emphasis on consistent in the part of regular and consistent so i'd say you know you don't have to do something every day I mean, if, if you can, obviously, the more social media, yes. the good quality social media output that you can do, the better. But ultimately, if if you can only do a post once every two weeks, that's fine. But commit to doing one every two weeks and make sure at the same time. It's the same time every two weeks. So if you can do one a week, do do one a week. It's almost like you know, if you really got into a television show and it was once a fortnight, and then it just suddenly stopped with no warning is it cancelled you wouldn't keep on going back to check that the check that that television show just happened to come back on again and going alongside that um i've done a bit of research into facebook and instagram and their algorithms for who sees what because there's so many people on them now you only see something like top 10 percent of people you follow and pages you follow and bands you follow and all sorts of things um and the the there's there's many things in this algorithm that sort of push um, a page up in someone's uh, view, but one of the absolute key things is doing this, doing uh, posts at the same time um, on the day and the same day of the week, um, and it, that you will just naturally get pushed up, so more people will see your output, um, and that's getting harder and harder on Instagram actually. Yeah, so I think having maybe a good idea would to maybe a good idea would be to have a a schedule of stuff you're yep. going to do so plan in advance if you've got uh if you've got pictures of you playing live instead of uploading four of them at once upload one every monday mm. for the next four weeks and then you've got something to then you've got something to post consistently yeah and there's there's loads of things you could post about um you could obviously there's there's gig gig photos there could be rehearsal uh photos you can take videos of these things if you find yourself in the recording studio there's loads of opportunities for photos um i've seen there's there's bands i follow that have regular photos at 1am in mcdonald's after a gig um, there's all sorts of things you can do you just need to kind of have a bit of creativity about this as well really 
Yeah, I think a really good one. If you maybe you're not that active of a band, you know, if you're in a in a period where you're not playing gigs or you're not writing or you're not meeting for whatever reason, a really really good uh, gap filler is Spotify playlists. Yes. So I uh, I know plenty of bands that will once a week do like what we're listening to. So it'll just kind of be the each band member will choose two or three songs and I'll upload that in a playlist. And it's a great way to draw attention from other bands because you can tag them in mm. and just generally keep your fans informed that you're still alive and still going. In fact, going sorry, going back in the conversation a little bit, um, if you want to make sure that your Instagram page especially, but all sorts of social media, if you want to make sure that you're posting consistently, I can recommend a fantastic app or a website actually called later.com. If you've not checked out later.com, I would highly recommend it. So on Instagram, you get um, 30 free posts a month. Um, so it doesn't actually cost you anything to start. And you can actually schedule all your posts on there and it will just automatically post it to Instagram. So my fa- my Instagram page posts at, I think it's half past eight every morning on a weekday. And that is never me posting it live because I would forget so often. But with with this, I just need to spend some time scheduling it. And then I don't need to think about posting actively posting every day yeah i would give one uh word of warning with scheduling though scheduling's great but don't schedule too far ahead because you never know what could in a few what could seem funny initially could come across as quite bad taste just completely accidentally a few days later Mm. you don't want there to be a national emergency and you post a meme at the same time it will yes yes it will not go down all too well. That's very true. And also don't let that stop you um, posting ad hoc. If you see something amazing that you go, you know, for whatever reason, I really want to post about this, then just do it. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt. So carrying on from what I was talking about earlier with emails is I think a really, really neglected area is email lists. And I know people will be like, Oh, but emails just like an old version of MySpace is rubbish. (laughs) But but I think the thing to consider is most people will have kept their same email address for years. Yes. Whereas, like case in point, who remembers MySpace? I do. I remember Bebo as well. Old school. But what I'm saying is, do you check your MySpace anymore? I don't think my MySpace exists anymore. I think I actively deleted it. Oh, that's a good question. I, I should think. definitely go and try and do that. That's over 10 years ago, so I don't really remember. God, has it been 10 years? I reckon, it, yeah, it probably has. It's probably been more, you know. Yep, I've had Facebook since... I've had Facebook since 2007. I actively remember. Yikes. And that was when I wasn't sure about Yikes. it. But anyway... So, Joe, you're a great person... To talk about mailing lists, you're a great person to talk about mailing lists because you've actually got one, haven't you? Yes, I have. Um, where you can sign up at uh, neversaudio.com. Quick, uh, quick plug there where you'll receive uh, really useful articles for um, independent and DIY musicians. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I haven't set one up. <laughs> I really should think about it. So I think the case in point there is when people say, oh, I'm not really sure about mailing lists, I tell them, well... If Facebook and Instagram, which is owned by the same company as well, was to go under now, so you wake up tomorrow morning and Facebook and Instagram don't exist anymore, will you have potentially lost contact with every single one of your fans? The answer is probably yeah. But if you have that, if you have that 
email list, email isn't going anywhere. No. Like as much as as much as people, you know, Facebook is such a huge thing and it looks like it's going to st- stay around for forever. Email will definitely outlive all of them. You know, in in the apocalypse, it will be cockroaches and emails. Those will be the two things that will survive. Wow. What a world. But the other thing to think about as well um, is if, because it's true that Instagram and Facebook only really shows you the top 10% of people that you interact with. Say your page has a thousand likes, your band page has a thousand likes. Maybe only if you're lucky, 20% are actually going to see what you're posting. Whereas if you email, everyone on that email list is going to see it. Whether they open it or not is a different question, but they will see it. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And to be honest, you can see the metrics of how many people are opening and clicking links on it as well. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think. So so I use a paid plan, but that's because I do all kinds of metrics and conversion tracking malarkey etc etc so yeah there's some really great options you can look at things like um, mailchimp is a totally free option up to the first thousand or ten thousand i can't remember but it's a considerably big enough number for if you're over that then you should realistically look at paying for an email list yes um and there's there's ways to tempt people in um, so you often need to give them a kind of dangle an offer in front of them um, to get people's email list, emails originally. Um, so a band that I actually signed up to their mailing list for uh, promised a track a day for three days that they hadn't sort of released publicly. Okay. So once, I think, well, maybe it's once a week, um, they kind of went, here's your new track. And then in the email kind of talked a bit about the history of the track and what it, you know, what it was about and things. And that was a really good way to get people involved because everyone loves free music when they can get it. And they were giving out some kind of old music that they were they'd they'd done ages ago. That raises a really interesting point. I'm trying to think of some interesting ways to to get people to sign up. I mean, I think you've hit the nail on the head there that you have to have some level of exclusivity. Yes. You have to provide something that that you can't see elsewhere. Yes. I mean, it, for for a lot of artists, I think a, a song might be. You know, if if you haven't got that big of a back catalogue, it's quite difficult to kind of reserve one anyway. So maybe you might have an alternative version, like maybe the the original mix or the demo. That's a good call. Might be enough to to lure someone someone in. Uh, Other ways, maybe get someone to do a, I don't know, maybe like a behind the scenes video of you at your last gig. They get to see footage of you backstage or the setup or maybe a rehearsal video for like an upcoming gig all there's like the the kind of classic marketing offers like if you sign up today we'll give you a code for 10 percent off our newest album whatever it may be yeah or a discount off merch is a good one yeah there's there's all sorts of things you can do and of course you can just play about with these things and chop and change so if you try um, a marketing technique to get people's emails and it just doesn't work that's okay you can just change it um and that's good that's going to be all right see what happens so finally um the thing that is really important for social media profiles almost goes without saying is an easily findable list of gig dates so we were saying earlier that you know you need to be able to have findable music and it can be hard to find in that kind of endless list of gigs but actually having a useful list of these or where we are playing and when is really useful so on Facebook, um, having uh, your banner image 
as a list of gigs. I have seen bands do that, and that is a great kind of very quick way to show things. But make sure that there are events, Facebook events made for every gig you're doing, and make sure that your page is tagged in it so that when you click on the events tab, you will immediately see all the list of dates listed as events. Yeah, I know I know of a few bands where I spoke to them and I know they're playing in either Liverpool or Manchester. And I say, oh, great, yeah, can you can you send me a link to the thing, you know, the event? And you get sent down this rabbit hole that requires a PhD in coding to try and find <laughs> the tickets to... It's just have an events tab and just have the links to... Yeah. Just make it as easy, make it idiot-proof. Make it so that, you know, you're... 97 year old grandparents can do it exactly and so many uh venues and things make facebook events you just got to make sure you're properly tagged in it so that it appears in your events tab yeah another thing to add is i'm pretty sure and you might be able to correct me on this that you can add your gigs to spotify yes you can yes i have seen that yes yeah i think with the with having the concerts tab and just being able to find gigs really easily you can tie that back into having an email list so if you had an email list you could just easily Mm. send you know a very nice looking email saying hey we're playing this venue at this because you're signed up to the mailing list you can get either priority or like you'll get a free bit of merch or something whether it be like a sticker or something easily uh, easily giveawayable. Great idea. At the gig, if you sign up through the mailing list or something along those lines. So in the the sort of old days before social media, um, I did a sort of hand wave as I said old days. Um, <laughs> it used to be that if if you you know you went to record store and you liked the cover and you bought the music, that was that, and you listened to the music, and that was how you were a fan of whoever it may be. But nowadays there is it's there's frankly more to it it's more complicated than that and it's about um, as well as getting people to listen to music it's about getting people to engage with um, you as a band um, and to engage with what you're doing as a band and that is best displayed on social media yeah I think another really important thing to think about is in in this current time it is pretty much everyone's first impression of you if you told me about a band that I've never heard of 99% 99% of the time, I'm not going to go on Spotify or, or Apple Music first. I will do is listen to their songs. The first thing I'm going to do is type it into Facebook. And I know so many other people who do. So if you don't have things like um, your links to Spotify or your links to um, or your links to gigs and stuff like that, when when the opportunity comes along for a professional or someone who can really bolster your your career or provide you with the opportunities that you seek out and are the main reason why you started a band they'll go they'll go begging because again it's that first impression you wouldn't you wouldn't turn up to meet a promoter or a label or a manager in unclean and unironed clothes so why would your social media about section look awful and unprofessional So we hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you want to catch me on my social media and catch me up on some of the things that I'm not doing, uh, then you can find me if you type in Vortis Sound Studios to Facebook and Instagram. You'll be able to find me there. And if you want to to catch up with what I'm currently working on or just reach out for a chat, you can find me, uh, uh, Joe Sage Nebisordi on Facebook, uh, Joe Sage on Instagram, 
or you can hit me up on my site at uh, www.nervousaudio.com. So I hope you enjoyed that podcast, a bit of a bit of a ramble. Um, if you want to find out any information about the resources we discussed in this episode, then you can do that by looking in the show notes. If you want to get in contact with us, we have a Facebook group, which is the Music Survival Guide podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. The Music Survival Guide is brought to you by Joe Sage at Nevis Audio and Vortis Sound Studios. And the music in this podcast is a song called Innovative Thinking by The Taboos. 